everyone. This is Indra from Family Karma Cast. I know you are all used to hearing both Deanna and I for our interview intros, but she isn't able to join me this week. So you are all just going to have to deal with me today. And I hope that's okay. But anyway, we're really excited to be back with the podcast after a couple of weeks off. Just need a little break there. And I am so thrilled that our comeback involves the interview that you're about to hear. Deanna and I got a chance to chat with Dr. Monica Shaw, Brian's girlfriend from season two of Family Karma, and we had a really amazing conversation with her. First of all, she's just so personable and nice, and we love that, but also, for those of you who are wondering about what was really going on behind the scenes in Monica and Brian's relationship, you're going to love this interview. Uh, Monica gets into the details of how their relationship really started and how the conversations really went down between them versus what we got to kind of see on the show. And I was personally just kind of blown away by a lot of what I heard as it was not what I was expecting. And it paints a pretty different picture than what we saw on the show. So yeah, I really hope you enjoy listening to this conversation with Monica for those reasons and more because she is just a really cool person and you will get to know her a lot more. But before we get into our interview with Monica, I just want to remind all of you that now that we're not recapping Family Karma because season two ended in July, which is just so sad, um, we are going to resume our interviews with different South Asian Americans and pop culture influencers, all sorts of people that are doing great work in the Daisy community. And there will be some more interviews with Family Karma folks. So make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss anything. And also, just a reminder that Deanna and I are keeping our Bravo TV conversations alive with our Thirsty 30 Bravo TV and pop culture chats, which you can get on our Patreon page. We talk about all the other Bravo shows, things happening in pop culture, all that kind of fun stuff. And we do at least four episodes a month on Patreon, and it's just a dollar a month to join. It's so inexpensive. I can't even believe it's so inexpensive, but there it is. Uh, we hope that you'll join us there. Check us out at patreon.com slash family karma cast with a K. And thank you so much for the support. And now I hope you will enjoy our interview with Dr. Monica Shaw from season two of Family Karma. For making the time to talk to us we know that you're a busy woman no problem i am i this is like fun for me i'm like setting time aside now to do things that i enjoy that's wonderful yeah i mean there's so much that i want to get into um we i have to say personally that like seeing your story on the show this season was it was nice mm -hmm. to like see a woman who has like really killed it professionally. Not that the other women haven't, but like right. yeah. in a certain way and um, just sort of see your perspective on the show. And I mean, for someone who wasn't a cast member, you were on quite a bit right. this season. Yeah. And I, I guess I didn't really know what to what to expect. Yeah. Did you think you were going to be on that much on screen that much? You know, can I be 
totally honest, I actually haven't watched the whole thing. Like, oh, I have not seen it in like full. Wow. Like, I've seen bits and pieces, and I've gotten sent clips and whatnot. Um, but I personally have not like sat in front of the TV and watched it. No, I actually don't know <laughs> how much I am on. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about that. Like, was that an intentional choice not to watch it? Um, no, not intentionally. I just, I was in Chicago when I lived in, I was living in Chicago for a month when um, it it came out. Um and I was busy like studying for my boards. I just took my boards like oh, literally wow. a week ago. Oh my gosh. So I was just, I was in just that focus, like zoned in. And the other part of it was like, I was kind of already there for some of it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll get around to watching it. Not that I won't. I just, yeah. I think the timing of it was, I was like, you know what? I need to grind a little bit, focus on this. Yeah. And and this will be there and I'll, and I'll watch it. Um, but I've seen little clips and bits and pieces. And um, so, I, you know, and then when people message me about certain things, um, I may like, you know, watch that little part or whatever to kind of get a little bit of an idea of what they're even talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I just I had a bigger fish to fry yeah. at the moment. So. And nice. what was your overall experience dealing with kind of bravo the bravo kind of sphere and production um it so that is where i was fish out of water yeah you know, yeah i had no idea um they took the precautions necessary for covid but there you know it was almost a lot for me living in tampa and then going over there yeah logistics having a nurse sent to me in my office to get tested and you know they we had to line up like when i was going to be there and then i had to coordinate with someone else about getting a nurse over to my work oh my gosh God, a mess. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a little bit of a a little bit of a disaster in that sense because there was just so like sometimes i just couldn't like pick up and get in the car and go right like, mm-hmm. right um so you know, I guess what wasn't seen was that I actually did surprise Brian for his birthday. But yeah, like, yeah. I that was, you know, like that, that took a lot of I couldn't just pick up and get in there, you know, like it took a lot of planning and coordinating and talking to people that I didn't even know I had to tell that I was going to be there, like other than his parents. Oh, my like, I didn't gosh. know I had to tell anybody else that I was coming. Yeah. Like, show up like I have always been doing. That is so stressful on a relationship. So I always just text his parents and I'm like, hey, I'm coming. And they're like, yeah, please come, like whatever. Or, or you know, but this is for his birthday. So I didn't want to tell him necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I told everyone else thinking that was good enough. But, um, but that was just, that was something I learned. I did not know that. So that was my first uh, foot into that pool. And it was a little, it was a little overwhelming just for me. I was just like, I just want to be there yeah. for his birthday. Like, yeah. yeah, let me, let me live. Let me be, I mean, you know, I get tested every, almost like every week at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm as safe as safe can get. And I understand the precautions, but um just jumping through a, a few extra hoops I didn't know I had to jump mm-hmm. through. Absolutely. So yeah. one of, you know, I reached out to our Instagram family to get 
questions. I'm, I'm actually very curious. The, and you know, a lot of <laughs> there were great questions. Like there, there was okay. there was stuff that like I was there was some very random stuff. Huh. Too. Like I'll get into all of it, but one of the main questions, which I can't believe people are asking this because I think Brian made it pretty clear on Watch What Happens Live, but people want to know: Are you and Brian still together, or did you break up? We are no longer together. Okay. Do you so, all talk still, or is not at the moment? No. So he said you guys split up in February, which is like six months ago now. Um, his timeline's a little different. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, more or less around that time. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, we don't want to pry no. too much, but anything you want to share, like in relation to that, I think a lot of people were kind of wondering. So we're finding out now that you haven't seen all of the show, mm-hmm. but like the parts that you have seen, the clips, things you've heard, like how do you feel about your portrayal or your relationships portrayal or anything like that? Um, You know, one, like while we were filming, I remember telling him, I was like, you know, like I'm just going to be myself. Like mm-hmm. that's the only person I know how to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, granted this, having everything filmed you know all of our conversations or whatnot that was a little different but I didn't say or do anything that like these none of these conversations were new so I guess people yeah Mm -hmm. we've had these same conversations prior to like we were dating for seven months prior to the show starting Mm -hmm. okay COVID relationship so yeah we were like FaceTime relationship first mm-hmm. months we facetimed every single day before we actually met in person um so we talked about everything and i always tell them i was like it's like we were dating in reverse which i loved a little bit yeah. like you really get to know someone yeah and you get to address a lot of things you may not do normally mm-hmm. otherwise so i think that was like a blessing in disguise but all the conversations that were shown on air i guess are the ones that i've seen the little clips None of those conversations were like new topics. Yeah. Okay. Things we've discussed before. Um, you know, was I blindsided a little bit by maybe some of the, the answers because it was different when we talked about it the first time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. You know, there. Um, but I didn't say or do anything that I regret or that wasn't, you know, something because they can't put words in your mouth, right? They can just chop things up right. and sound like something. Right. Um, or emphasize one aspect of the conversation, but they can't actually put words in my mouth. So I, whatever I said, I said, and I meant, and, and I'm, I stand by it. Um, so, you know, I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of good, like positive, you know, comments from people and people that can relate to certain conversations. Like, oh, I've had this happen to me too, or I've had a similar type of situation. So, um, you know, that was it was, I was unfortunate for so many girls that were going through it, which I felt sad about, but yes. I was also like, okay, wow. Like, you know, this, I'm glad that we kept it real. Yes. And yes. That's what I told Brian, you know, while we were filming, I was like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to make it like, it's not, if it's not roses and peach, it's not, that's just life. Like this yeah. is a real relationship. Mm-hmm. And these are conversations that we should normalize and that people should be having. And I feel like, you know, some people are like, oh, that was like too soon to be talking about that. But like, that's, that's on us. Like that was yeah. what we wanted to talk about. And that's when we chose to talk about it. So did you watch I'm season not- one of Family Karma? <laughs> no. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, I remember when, when I first went to their house to like, you know, meet his parents and whatnot, um, they had 
we were all like hanging out having dinner and and they were like you know we'll just give you like, the cliff notes version so they like went and we're just like fast forwarding like <gasps> play fast forward wow. play. <laughs> so i got like the cliff notes version of like but yeah never actively sat down and, and saw it through and through and he was like he's like you saw all the important stuff like i already showed you what you needed to see and i was like okay yeah so we never like sat down together and like, yeah. watched it yeah so that's you yeah. know so you weren't someone who was like you didn't brian reached out to you on instagram right like you didn't yeah. know who he was I wish we had a better story of like we met in <laughs> yeah. the cereal aisle at the grocery oh, store there, it's never a great I story really was, like, <laughs> maybe we should just tell people that's how yeah. it was yeah you get that asked like all the time like when he would be around or i'd be there be like how'd you guys meet um but yeah he, he slid into my dms yeah. Because it was five years. It was five. He had messaged me five years prior to that. And I what? didn't even like. I didn't oh. even. Like I was like. And then he like. He had messaged me something like posted like an emoji or something. Because I posted a video with my dog. Yeah. So anytime someone's wants something to say about my dog. Or like engage with my dog. I'm about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah dog. Fine. Like great. Let's, let's, what do you have to say? Yeah. Um, it was a, but I had scrolled up because I was like new to Instagram mm-hmm. five years ago. I think a lot of people were. Yeah. And I didn't know that there was like a mess, like a separate section for like messages of people you don't follow. Right. Like I didn't know that that existed. This is a whole thing that yeah, like people. I was like, <laughs> what is this, like, where is this? Like, why is there number one in this corner? Like, where is this taking me? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, like, then I saw and I scrolled up and I was like, oh, wow. Like 2015. There's... Like, yeah. Oops, I didn't see this one. But sorry. Then, but then you knew Monica. How, remind viewers yeah. um, and listeners yeah. how you met okay. Monica. We met, um, I want to say seven years ago okay. now, um, at when I was doing a beauty pageant yeah. here in Tampa, and she happened to be one of the judges. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. She was a contestant. Yes. Okay. And so I, yeah, and I met her there, and then... I had to, I won that section of it. And then I had to do an event in Miami and she just happened to be there. Okay. And we kind of reconnected and, uh, granted we, we didn't keep in touch like significantly throughout that time. Cause I was in med school and then I was in residency and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, we've always, yeah, we've always like, you know, communicated to some degree mm-hmm. and we've remained friends and cordial and all of that. So I met her, yeah, way before I even knew any of this ever happened which is why i knew about the show to begin with mm-hmm. was because of monica yeah and you like season one like was a thing and all of that yeah. so you like knew monica but you probably like had no idea that she was like friends with brian and there was no. this whole like no. story they kind of in my opinion created right. about them and, that's yeah i did not i did not know that and so that's why when when we had when he had mentioned season one and we fast forward he's like oh just like this is what it was about or this is the like story that was you know portrayed on season one or whatever yeah he's like, uh-huh. oh, that's not weird for you and I'm like no like I'm like as and I remember telling him when we started talking I was like I don't actually know like you'd mentioned season one in the whole Monica situation but I was like please like tell her we're talking now and like make sure it's okay like because I don't know if I'm crossing a line like I right. shouldn't be like yeah, I just feel like you guys are good. He's like, oh no, I already told her. Like she's so excited because she knows you. Yeah, you know, so things like that. So there was like no drama there. No, <laughs> no. I, I, I wish I was saying something different or something more juicy, but there's there's really not. And 
I mean, I think he was like, again, and I didn't see this part, but I know we talked at Bali's Friendsgiving. Yeah. There is no, like, I'm like happy to, I still talk to her all the time, like maybe twice a week or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, so we still keep in touch. That's like a lot. I don't talk to a lot of people twice a week. (laughs) She's so good about the phone. She's like, she's like, you know, Mon, I'm not a big texter. So she'll just like randomly call me and be like, oh, you know, that's that's a move. My partner, Patrick, that's his move. He'll like, I'm actually a phone gal too. You are. Okay. Yeah. I I rather talk to you on the phone, um, especially for catching up where it's been like, yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, But yeah, she'll, she'll periodically, uh, call me like randomly and she's like what are you doing well, I haven't talked to you so yeah in touch, yeah totally yeah. so one thing that I'm curious to hear more about is like your background mm-hmm. as like you know a badass Indian American woman yeah. you know making it happen um you know maybe you heard on the podcast we were kind of like wondering a little bit more about your family's background and how like that factored into your conversations with Brian because what's the actual distance between Tampa and Miami, like driving hours? Where he lives, like, I'm driving this drive, both of us back and forth so many times. Like, it was yeah. like, yeah. I've planned every landmark I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. But it's three and a half hours, like, door to door. That's like, okay. not a short distance. That's not a short distance. Yeah, it's not. And I'm like, I'm like complaining about driving to Orlando sometimes, and that's like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom's like, oh, all of a sudden, driving to Fort Lauderdale is not a big deal. And I'm like, mm. no, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, this, the conversations that we saw, and, you know, you can correct it, however yeah. you remember it, it's your story, but, you know, it's like you have your family in Tampa, he has his family in Miami, and you guys were clearly talking about like, if we're going to take the next step, we need to live in the same Mm -hmm. place. Like, how do we Mm -hmm. make this happen? Like Mm -hmm. that the three and a half hour distance was like, not going to work in the long term, really. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely tough. Uh, We actually what people don't know is we lived together for a I mean, we quarantined together. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, But that's like the extent of living together these days now. Yeah. Um, Well, we like, (laughs) In July, um, I think it was like three months after like talking and mm-hmm. going, doing like back and forth a few times, I was on call and I couldn't like, and he was work from home. So I was like, why don't you just come to Tampa? Yeah. And so we got an Airbnb and we live, you know, like we yeah. did, did like the living thing. And I was like, what better way to like really feel this out and like mm-hmm. get to spend more time together. It's like ideal. I mean, in a, in a chaotic world this seems to make sense like Mm -hmm. you can work from home I can be on call and we can like do life and like do normal things and I and we like I had the best time like I was like oh my god I can live with this guy like I'm okay here which is huge it was like it was great um but again I feel like sometimes it's the honeymoon phase and everything's great yeah you know like um, but we had, I mean, I can't say anything bad about it. Like I had a great time. Like it was nice, like having that normalcy. And that's what I really was, you know, about. I wanted to have that again with him. Yeah. Um, so then we initially planned for four weeks, which is funny. And then we're like, no, maybe we're like doing this too fast. So we like scaled back to two. Okay. And then we'll do, we'll do a month if this goes well, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but like work and things picked up and I, you know, being a physician, I don't have the luxury of working from home. So yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't spend as much time as I wanted to with him 
you know, and so we did the best we could yeah. with the distance. Like it would pretty much be like twice a week or I mean, uh, twice a month where we do like weekends and he tried to come for longer and work, you know, work from home here for a yeah. little bit. So, but yeah, we did talk about the future and I, you know, I'm like, Hey, Tampa is pretty great. And you know, my, and, and fair, fair. Like his family's there. My family's here. Like we both are very close to our family. Yes. Um, so I told him, you know, like I even was looking for jobs down South. Like I'm not opposed mm-hmm. to moving there for the short term. I just eventually long term, I know that I, um, I will be happier and I will be thriving here with just the logistics of medicine sometimes. And I had to mm-hmm. think yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how that's the, the conversation we had. Yeah. And so Brian felt like. Did you get the sense from Brian? Because me watching it, it was like, he doesn't really want to leave Miami, the Miami area. I I mean, the more and more I was like down there and the more I, you know, spent time with his friends and his family, he was like, he, they, you know, just like subtle little comments like, oh, man's like, look, like this is like, they don't have this in Tampa or like, Mm -hmm. oh, man's at my friend. So-and-so said like, if he were to choose between Miami and Tampa, he'd choose Miami. I'm like, okay, like you get it. (laughs) Um, so that was, that was a little bit tough because we went into this knowing we don't live in the same place. So it's yeah. not news. It's not like brand new. No. It's something that we knew we had to face and figure out. And I thought we had a similar plan or we're on the same page about it. So something, yes. um, that was brought up also on the show is that you sprung these quote unquote, unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. on him, which we talked about at length of we understood where you were coming from. And so do you want to clarify for maybe critics of yours that were just like, how dare she all this stuff? So I think that yeah, I I would I don't actually like know. I mean, I've gotten some comments, but I don't know the extent but I was there for the conversation. So I remember and I know I, I told him after I'm like, this is going to eat, this is going to go two ways. It's going to go like people totally siding mm-hmm. with you and understanding where you're coming from and people totally siding with me and understand, which is exactly, I think is how mm-hmm. it went. But, um, I think in this, in this world and in this generation and in this time currently, like independent women that like know what they want mm-hmm. yeah. are, are labeled as bossy or demanding mm-hmm. and they get the wrong label. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not that at all. It's setting boundaries. And I think boundaries create respect. Yes. So I think that that's where the issue is, is you're being labeled because you're, you know what you want and you're saying it with conviction yeah. that you're now all of a sudden bossy. Or difficult. Um, so I think, yeah, or difficult or, or asking for too much. Um, when in fact, you're not, you're, it, these are just like normal conversations. Like, and I think like what I, and I had to go back and ask some friends about this, but like, they were like, supposedly like carrot sizes and like numbers thrown yes, around. Yes, yes. Well, that's I a question. I was asking my friend, I was like, can you like, like, did I actually, like, you're watching this. Like, did I say a specific number? And she's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, okay, so I'm, there's just words being put in my mouth. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, I don't think I ever said that. Like, um, so again, like that, once you get into like those types of details and people take take it for the mile yes yeah and, and you just get reprimanded like oh wow like who has a number like that it's like well I didn't like I didn't say that like I didn't those are not my words so I think women that that 
value themselves and, and have self-respect and kind of know what they, I don't have it all figured out. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here conceited saying I know everything, <laughs> yeah. but I definitely know what I'm bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's respected and valued and, and understood. And yeah. I think that's where there was like a whole disconnect. Yeah. And you can have expectations for the other person in terms of what they're bringing to the table, too. You know, I say like a relationship is a two way street. You want to be with someone that's going to motivate you to push you to do better, to to get better, to, you know, to grow together. Yeah. And that's what I want, like that grow together type of love. Like I don't I don't like people that are just so complacent with where they Mm -hmm. are in life and like laziness. And I I just don't do well with that. Yeah. So like me pushing him to like, you know, want to like, do better. I'm just like, this is this is gonna be good for both yes. of us. Like, yeah, I want the same. Like, if I'm sitting on my ass, like, please tell yes. me, like, I, I'm okay with that. I think people need accountability now. Yeah. Um, so I that's where I was coming. I, I always come from a good place. Even when it's like, sounds like, oh, wow, it's a little harsh. I literally came from a place of all love because I think about our relationship and that's what matters to me. Like the real life, when all of this stuff is gone, we still have to deal with this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So So, yeah, I mean, one of the things Brian expressed in the show and we haven't talked to him since the show. So we don't, you know, all we have is what the producers gave us in the edit Mm -hmm. is like, he felt like you were pushing him too hard at a certain point that he like, you know, he lost his job and like a week later, you know, he feel he feels like you're on his ass to like do whatever the next thing is and like have a million you know, in the bank like, or whatever, like cash yeah, and all and, these expectations. Totally. And it felt like to me like a lot of what he was saying, like you're saying I didn't actually say I want a hundred K ring. Like, like he said that. Numbers that I like, I'm like, this would look nice on my hand, but am I like, okay, this is how much it should cost or yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, know. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a part where he was like, are we talking carrots? And you're like, I'm an expensive bunny, <laughs> which was like, it was a cute, fun conversation. Yeah. Well, he called me. His nickname for me was Bunny. And so kind of, like, oh, yeah. So, um, you know, he's like, you eat like bunny portions of food, and like everything was like bunny, bunny, bunny. Like I have your yeah. bunny, like a bunny thing next to it. So yeah. Like, um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm again, I don't, and I did that. He's correct. Like that's not that's not false. Like him saying, "Wow, the next week she was like, call, you know, calling me and asking me what's up." Like. That's not false. But again, I, that's just who I am as a person. Like I, I don't want to like sit here and watch you just, you know, not be getting after it. Like Mm -hmm. you're so capable and I know you can, the sooner you get on the horse, like the sooner this journey gets better and you get out of this place that you're in. Mm -hmm. So I came again from a very, very loving place. And I, I guess for someone like it can be taken hard where you're just like, oh, wow, like there is a lot of pressure. But again, I came from a very, very loving place because I just wanted him to like get better Mm -hmm. and I wanted him to get back on the horse because I know he's so capable of like being great and getting back and getting a job he wants, you know, a better job that he wanted and all of that stuff. Yeah. That's where I I came from because I, you know, I would call and I'd be like, Hey, like, what did you do today? Like, did you have an interview? Like, what are, what's, you know, what are the stats looking like? Like what, what, what kind of feedback are you getting? Yeah. 
all of it came from a place of love because again, I say we, you have to grow together and you have to push one another and hold people accountable. And that's yeah. the type of relationship that I, I want. Well, and I want to just point out, it's it also just like, um, like being a female South Asian American in the medical profession that wasn't handed to you. Like no. you also, ha- you worked your ass yeah. off to go to medical school. And that's something mm-hmm. that we were pointing out in the podcast of like the planning, the hard work and just how much drive you had and still have to go through like your life process of doing what you're doing. Yeah. It's, I mean, I wish I just say I woke up and someone gave me my degree, but yeah. like that's the absolute opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I was just talking to my friends. Yesterday. I was like, what are like, we're paying thousands of dollars to like torture ourselves by yeah. taking this test. Like, yeah, it's, it's an ongoing forever process. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I worked hard to get where I'm at and I emphasize that and I'm proud of that. And a lot of everyone in our field and our career and where we are in life did the same thing. So I'm not saying I'm the only person that's ever yeah. worked hard. Um, but I just, I am that type of, I have that type of personality. Mm-hmm. I just like go get her like, what can we do better? How can we be better? Like an every day is a process. Yeah. And that comes with relationships too. Like all relationships, your work relationships, your relationships with your patients, your family, your friends, like you're constantly having to, uh, you know, reflect and, and do a lot of, you know, introspective like reflections of how can I better these relationships and how can we do better in life? Mm-hmm. And I think the interesting thing is, is Bravo wants to make, of course it's a network, but they want to make characters out of different people rather than taking the holistic approach to each individual, which they obviously don't have time to do, um, which is, well, they could take the time to do it, but but they don't. Because especially I feel like with women, um, and again, I watch all the shows on Bravo, but like with women, it's a very, like, it can be a very two dimensional um, perspective of different people on the, different shows oh and and that's what people don't like i people will slide into my dms and say what they have to say but like i'm like you don't know yeah. me like you don't yeah know the full extent of this relationship and that clip you saw in the backyard was 10 minutes or five minutes yeah we were actually talking for 45 you oh, know like mm-hmm. you know like it's just you don't know the full extent of it um but again, I, I say this, I stand by what I've said and how they cut and edit it is like totally on them. But like, I know my truth. Yeah, and that's, that's really all that matters. And I hope that it just sparks a conversation of like, that we should normalize mm-hmm. these things. Like people are yeah. saying, like, oh, you shouldn't be, I would run if someone's like had these conversations like six months in, well, then you probably don't know what you want. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. but mm-hmm. I don't tell you that's on you this is how we handled it and we were on the same page like he was like yeah let's talk about everything like yeah do it all like why not what what are you waiting for Mm -hmm. I don't understand that like you don't want to have it now when are you going to have it Mm -hmm. yeah one of the things that I caught from Brian is just interesting hearing you know about the hustle about like you wanting to push him because it's coming from you a place of love that like this is what I want for you like because I believe in you because I know that you can be this person 
I saw a lot of insecurity from him on the show, and I'll be curious to hear what you think when you do watch it, is mm-hmm. like, I feel like in the back of his head, he was always thinking about your family and like more specifically your dad mm-hmm. and his expectations for him. And he even said like in one of his testimonials, you know, like, I can't promise that I'm going to be making like this amount of money in like so many years. And I feel like he was so in his head about that that it was like he was almost unable to see the love that was coming from you in this conversation, that it was kind of like his head was over there when it really needed to like be with you in the conversation with you and your relationship. Yeah, I mean, I like I knew he wasn't in medicine when I started dating him. Like, yeah, that is just the obvious. So people saying like, oh, well, why would you? Like, you obviously knew, like, he was an IT. Well, yeah, I obviously did. Like, I'm, you know, but I'm getting to know someone and I'm, I'm getting to know them as a person and feel everything out. And so, yeah, we talked about that in the beginning. And that's not, it's a non-issue for me. I don't sit here saying I need to be with a lawyer. And, he, and my parents are not those parents that are like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. needs to marry a doctor. You know, I, I'm fine. I bring, I know what I'm bringing to the table. I just, and you're like, I'm the doctor, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is it like, oh, uh, be the doctor your parents always wanted you to marry? Like, ah, uh, yes, me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is I. Um, but I knew that going in, like, I knew he wasn't and that was okay with me. And I, mm-hmm. you know, and I, he was like, he, I know he'd mentioned a few times, like, oh, well, how do your, how do your aunts feel or how do your parents feel that you're, that I'm not in healthcare? I'm like, as long as I'm happy, like they're okay. Like, you know, as long as, long as our values and, and what we stand for and our, how we want to live our lives align yeah. then, and we handle life and situations and conflict well, and we can get through stuff and we want to get through stuff. I think that's key. Um, you want to find solutions to problems and whatnot, then we're on the same page. And that is what matters, right? You know, like as if we're just talking about the very basics and then you have to, I mean, you don't have to, but I want to get into like the nooks and crannies of like, how will we live our lives? Like financially, yes. it mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. I know people are like, oh, well, I just wouldn't talk about it or it doesn't matter. No. All you need is love. I'm sorry, but love is not going to pay like your kid's tuition mm-hmm. when you need to, you know, like love is <laughs> not like mm-hmm. it's not going to pay the bills. Um, so, you know, when those conversations happened, it wasn't coming from a place of like, oh, you needed to be a doctor. I just... I want, he always said, Mons, I'll fly the plane. He's like, trust me, I'll fly the plane. When you can't or you need to take the back seat, I will fly the yeah. plane. And that's what I needed to know going through life is like when I do want to take a back seat because I want to be a mother and I want, you know, I, I told him, I was like, I didn't work this hard to not work at all. Yes. Yes. But I also envision a work-life balance and I want to be, have the traditional roles of being a mother and a wife and, all, and do the things that my mom did for me, yeah. you know? So I want to work maybe three days a week mm-hmm. or for a short term or whatever it is. And so in that time, it shouldn't be where we have to like really hunker down and be like, oh, well, we have to, you know, slow down on how we're living because you're not working five days. Right. Like, I don't want it to have, I don't want us to be like that. Yeah. Um, so it was never about him not being a doctor. And I, you know, he's been to my house. He met my parents. They are so warm and welcoming. They never passed any judgment on him. They never made him feel any pressure. It was literally never a conversation. Hmm. Like, yeah, it it never even happened with my dad. My dad is so crazy. My dad is like, when can we see him next? Like we are so, my dad is just like, he was so happy for me. And and he really genuine, my, him and my parents love Brian so much. Like, yeah. um, when can we see him next? When are you guys going to hang out? Is he coming for the Super Bowl? 
you know, and my parent, my dad really, he did talk to Brian and ask him his intentions back in December, January, February. Uh That's after eight, nine months of dating. And, you know, he just wanted to make sure we were on the same page as like trajectory. Like you want to settle down. You want to be serious. Like, yeah. And not like, oh, like, so how much are you bringing in? Like, yeah, it was not that, you know, like, yes, that's what it sounded like. But that's what it sounded like. It was never that. My dad's never asked him that ever. And I, yeah, he would. And Brian would tell me if he did, you know, Brian told me that he was like, oh, my dad asked if I loved you and like if we wanted to settle down and like have a future together. And he was like, I told him, yes, like mm-hmm. this and this. Um, and he told me about wanting to meet my parents. And I said, yeah, well, that's reasonable. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's doable. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's out of line. No, and that, that was that. And that that was the extent of that conversation. Like, yeah. there, was, like- there was no factor into this as far as like any pressure from my parents. Like they genuinely just accepted him and loved him like their own. Yeah. And so my family welcomed him with open arms. Like everyone, everyone was, you know, yeah. team Brian. I'm so glad you're saying this because I was a little as a fellow Indian American woman kind of navigating the system of expectations that are stereotypically put on us sometimes. Like it was nice. It's nice to hear that like it wasn't about like money and professions and things like that. And I didn't really believe that it was, but that's what we were hearing. I never brought that on him at all. All the conversations we had that had to do with that. Yeah. Had to do with our future and like, you know, can you meet me? Can yeah. you meet me? What I'm bringing to the table, can you bring to the table? That's what I'm asking. That's what mm-hmm. I'm asking. Match mm-hmm. my hustle, you know, match the grind. Let's do this together. And that's where I came from. That's the place that I came from was like, match me. I'm not saying you have to be a doctor to do that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I even said it on like the clip. There's a clip. I'm pretty sure I said like, I knew going into this, you didn't have to be a doctor to be successful. Like you can kill it in IT doing yeah. well. And I'm pretty sure I said those words. And whether yeah. that aired or not, but um, no, I, I, I knew this going in people. Yes, it is obvious. He's not in medicine and I know this. Yeah. And no, never, and never, ever did anyone in my family ever be like, Oh, wow. Are you a doctor? Like they didn't even assume like no one asked him like, Oh, are you a doctor? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. cause I think sometimes people, what I was worried is that people were going to envision that like when Daisy couples get together in America, that like, these are the conversations that like families are having. They're not ever about emotion or like caring about each other and whatever. And I was like, that's not true. Like, that's no, just like we, not how it is. All come from a place of love. And when he, when he lost his, you know, job and told me about it, I mean, I was, I could have pieced out. I could have been like, you know yeah. what? Mm, bye. Like, this, sorry. Yeah. You don't have a job. Like, that sucks. Uh, I don't want to be with someone like you, like, that doesn't have a job. Like, no, it was ne- those, those words never came out of my mouth. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I was like, it's okay. Like, thank you for telling me. Like, I, you know, I wish you told me sooner. Yeah. I wish you felt like you could tell me sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, he wanted to tell my parents himself, but I think I got around to doing that instead. And never, ever, like I was there and I can attest to this because he wasn't, but I was physically there with my parents when I told them. Yeah. It's okay. Like this is like, it's COVID. It's happening to so many people. Like they're like, we know he'll jump back on the horse. Like it's fine. Like we're not worried. Yeah. Those are the words for my parents. Like these these people are like the most loving, selfless people. And they're so non-judgmental. Totally. Was there anything that you learned on the show that he didn't disclose to your face? What do you mean by that? 
sorry. Um, just um, I guess you didn't watch the show, so this doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, yeah, just like things he was saying, maybe behind your back. Other than that, um, yeah, actually, I got a few. I got a few clips of that stuff. You know, like yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that you know his parents felt a certain way about me, or his mom thought a certain way about. Like I did not get that, and I think that was a little tough. To, yeah, that was a tough swallow yeah um, so yeah like you know hearing that was no one it, it, I you know I they were like my own parents yeah and so like, yeah hearing that like and spending as much time as I did with them and having so like you know I still have respect and love for them but like you it's a little disheartening when you're in a in like the second room and like this is going on outside and it's in the same the same day in the same scene mm-hmm. and like yeah you know that that's how they like felt um where they felt like I was pressuring him or what I, I don't, you know, maybe don't know the exact wording or, but I just that, just that negative yeah. connotation, even yeah. having to associate me with that was like, that was tough. That is tough. That is, yeah. I mean, and again, it's kind of like, well, what was the story Brian was telling in his head and who are his parents talking mm-hmm. to? They're talking mm-hmm. to Brian. Mm-hmm. So well, it's like, they don't even have the whole story, you know? And it's, and it's, in- it's interesting because like we were, you know, when we, and we're not like we're we're like every other couple and we had disagreements and arguments and fights. Yeah, of course. And you know, he's like, I just want to keep it between us. Like and I wouldn't go and run to my parents and be like, yeah. Oh, this is really-. but like it seemed to be like that's what he was doing. And so like yeah. there are all these other voices. Yeah. And I I you know, I was kind of just in it with him and like it seemed like he was having other conversations with people. Yeah. And so maybe that it, you know, got into his head or that played a role in something I have no idea yeah yeah well it does seem like so you know you guys are around the same age right but yeah you're apart but like you know I I don't think Brian would be offended if we said that he's just not ready I don't think for like the type of commitment I think that maybe you're looking for and that like it just got into his head you know in this like really interesting way and And I think that it was really nice to, like you said, normalizing conversations like that, like that probably comes with maturity a little bit too, you know, like, would you have had those same conversations with a potential romantic partner in your early 20s? Do you think? No, no. And again, this is like, Brian was like one of the first, well, one of the only Indian guys seriously dated. And I think. Oh, interesting. interesting. Okay. For him. So we really bonded on that because mm-hmm. we're like, we typically don't date Indian people. Like just him and I. We well, he, so made it, he made it seem like you were his first girlfriend ever. Uh, no, he's he's had relationships. Okay. I think I may have been his first like super serious, like brought home to mom and dad. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. What it was for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did really bond over that. Um, wow. This is, I love hearing that this is like the first uh, yeah. Like time, both of you kind of got serious with another Indian person. Can yeah. say more about that? I'm so curious. Yeah, like I just never, just Indian just wasn't my type ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it started, but like when I was dating in college and then beyond, it's it was always just athletic white guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was always the I, I have a type apparently. Like I attract yeah. a type. Yeah. Um, it's always been like athletes and jocks and just whatever. So yeah. So then this happened and my parents were thrilled, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And not just because he was Indian, but like just he was like Gujarati and just, you know, all like all these things. Um, 
And the fact that I was happy was like most important. Yes. Like, yeah. You know, every Indian parent at the end of the day, they like want they want you to be happy, but do they like love it a little more if like they just happen to be Indian too? Yes. Like, why not? Um, so yeah, we just we we were the first for each other in, in that in that realm. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not deter disheartened by it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just Maybe this is why I was attracted to white guys the whole time. Like I don't. <laughs> there weren't so many other like like factors. Yeah. Like you, like Indian guys like mama's boys and like coddled till forever, and then you have to take that role. You have to take over, and it's like, well, no, I'm not here to. Yeah. You have mom for that, like no. So were you allowed <laughs> to date in high school and went like before college? I wasn't cute or pretty in high school, so <laughs> right. I did not. Date. Like I did not. My glow up in college, like the end of college, I had a glow up. Um, so I, I'm sure I, I could have, but I, I didn't. And I really, you know, just being a being a, a girl in an Indian family, like I just didn't tell my parents about stuff because I didn't want them to stress out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just worry, you know, I mean, they're overly cautious, they're really protective. Um, so I just chose... You know, if it was something significant, I would have told them. But I just sometimes left it by the wayside. A couple of people asked about, and I didn't catch this. I don't know how people knew this. Maybe they talked about it. But they were asking about your dietary differences with Brian hmm. because you're a vegetarian wow. and he's not. Yeah. And they were like, how did you manage that? Was that like a conversation you had to have a lot? So, yeah, anything um, about that? Oh, that's actually, people did pick up on that. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so dietary differences. Well, I'm vegetarian and he's not. That's just the obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I When I would go over like to his parents' place or whatever, his mom would always like cook me something vegetarian. When we go out to dinner, I order my meal. He'd order his. Like I am not – like I've been around it like long enough, you know, just being – having friends and whatever. So it didn't bother me so much. The conversation we did have about potentially like if we were to live together or whatever, I said – I'm okay with you eating meat. I'm just not going to cook it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to personally cook it. Yeah. Um. So, like, you could have, like, your own, like, pots and pans for that conversation <laughs> yeah. if you wanted to. And then he'd always be like, you know, well, my mom was vegetarian until she started dating my dad. And then, Oy. and you know, and yeah. then, like, you, you should be more like that. Or, like, look, she changed for him. And I'm like, well, I just, I don't, yeah. I don't want to change that part. Like, yeah. Really, like, this is how I was raised. And. You can, I'm not asking you to, to completely switch over to my side. Um, but I, when we started dating initially and I, in the honeymoon phase would be like, oh, maybe have like two veg days a week or something. Okay. And do that. Um, and so he'd do like Mondays and Thursdays or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that slowly like, you know, trickled away <laughs> and, and every day. But when we lived together, like he, he would cook like vegetarian stuff and I would cook vegetarian stuff and he'd eat it. So, mm-hmm. um, but then he'd be like, oh, I need to go to Chick-fil-A and just get my fix. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. I mean, we tried. So, yeah. Like, it's not a deal breaker for me by any means. Yeah, yeah. I just, I always say, like, I'm just not going to cook it. And I probably shouldn't because I don't know how to properly cook it anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't eat my food. But uh, anything else is fine. Like, you can eat it in the house. I don't, it's not that. It's just that I'm not going to cook it. That's all. That's That's where we went with that one. Totally. Um, have you seen F Boy Island on HBO? 
know. I just saw that it was a thing and I was like, wow, this must be like everyone I've ever dated. Okay, so this is where I've been like, I'm almost done with the show and Deanna watched like half of the first episode. I bailed. I think what's interesting to me about it is like, me obviously like intellectualizing reality TV is my thing and I was like so what does make an F boy and like who is an F boy and like what are these things and like I feel like Brian's an F boy (laughs) wow (laughs) and I'm just wondering if you wanted to comment on that (laughs) the term loosely I I told him he I think when we started dating I was like well you look like you look like a fuck boy you know yeah yeah So I must attract that type for some reason. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't think he's a fuckboy. I think that like much like all the other, he has like some fuckboy tendencies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I don't think that's <laughs> true and true. Who I, You know, I believe he's a good person, like comes from a good yes. part and all that. Um, but yeah, does he have like fuckboy tendencies and does he still want to like probably be doing some of that? Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, so I don't think that's like I'm not saying that's me as a person, but like the tendencies are there. And that's part of the show, too, is as you get into it, you know, like at a certain point, they reveal who's a fuck boy, who's a nice guy. Like, oh, okay. and then, you know, some are catching feelings for the girls, actually, and whatever. And like you start to get a little bit more into the psyche. And it's like, well, you know, exactly kind of what you're saying, like. I'm 80% fuck boy, but I always say like 20% of me is nice guy for like the right person or like right. this, that, and, and like, the other. I feel like, the, and they, I've seen it, I've seen it happen, but like people will stop messing around when they want yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't mm. them exactly. Like you can't make them be ready or be a gentleman or be ready to treat you a certain way if they're not ready. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I totally. The other thing that like, made me think that was him was so part of the show they like show how the guys like maintain their fuckboy life (laughs) and there was this um there's this one confessional on the show which I don't know if you caught it yet but um it's Anisha and Brian sitting together talking about Anisha's dating life and Brian's like coaching her on like how to date people and how to date multiple people oh my (laughs) god and he's like so you got like a list right and then like a back Anisha's like no I don't have any list like what are you talking about and I'm like oh Brian oh knows my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, that's that all to say. Sense. Yeah. No, but I I agree. I don't think it's like black or white. I think that there's a continuum. Now that you say that, <laughs> I, wonder what the list is. I wonder what the list is yeah. today. No, no. I mean, like, you know, we interviewed Brian like a while ago, and he's like, he seems like a very like he has a good heart, exactly yeah, what you're no, saying. I, definitely, definitely. And it just seems like when you're coming out of like maybe an F boy lifestyle or whatever, that like it can be harder to like make those commitments too. And I was just sensing that from him this season a lot. Yeah, that and I think like just being with someone that's alpha. Like yeah. I'm very alpha and like, yeah. I'm just very headstrong and I you know, I'm opinionated and I kinda I'm just speak with conviction and I think that that you have to have like someone that is able to handle and be capable of like understanding all those parts of you and not take it so personally Um, definitely I think that having someone that 
is able to respect that is huge. And that's, that's hard being like a female now, like yeah. in this day and age and like garnering that respect from men because they just feel, you don't make them feel inferior, but yeah. they, they do it to themselves. And then yeah. like, how do I like, what, how do I get, like, what do I tell you to not make right. you feel like this? You know? Yeah. I think Anything something to make you feel like this. I think something that's really interesting about you is you're like a model, you're a doctor and like you said, you have opinions and the model and all the characteristics you're describing about yourself, like usually don't go hand in hand. So, so do you find that people are surprised when they meet you and you're just like more than a pretty face? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, all, all... <laughs> like I still like, Oh wait, you're not like a doctor in real life. Are you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah I am. <laughs> <laughs> like actually, actually I wasn't I making that up. <laughs> yeah, actually just, you know, I was just not having fun for the last 17 years of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I do find that like, I'm not, I get this a lot, but men are like, oh, I, I definitely would never talk to you. Like, you are so intimidating. Yeah. Or like, I would mm. know what to say to you or come up to, you know. And again, I don't I don't give off that energy or that, you know, that standoffish, stuck-upish mm-hmm. type of energy. Like, that's just, I'm very, like, personable and, like, goofy and silly and sarcastic and, like, just all of that, all of those things that you wouldn't normally, like, put together, yeah. like you said. So I get that a lot um, with the whole like just people like knowing you from surface level like oh I just saw your profile like yeah it's so pretty but like no one wants to get to know you on a deeper level yeah which mm-hmm. is why I've also kind of in this you know single life that I've been living it's just people like you for the surface yeah but there's you know being a strong independent woman that you know, I, there's beyond, there's so much more that's going on inside here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you have to find the person that wants to get to know those parts of you. Yeah. Um, and everyone just seems to want to sleep with you. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> you know, actually like, please just don't get like, don't say anything sexual. Like just yeah. try. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That must be try. such a, like, I, I don't even know what it must be like to get that type of stuff with social media I, yeah, and I like normalizing like, like i'm just like this is what i did not miss like I yeah miss any of this stuff like no. guys are so inappropriate yeah. Like, yeah holy crap they have a lot of balls <laughs> so one thing that is also kind of similar to that is like you know i think it's interesting to hear like you're like i have opinions i'm strong i have all these things and like yes like fuck yeah and then it's like and i also really respect that you're like and i have a want to be a mother mm-hmm. and like be in a traditional gender role in in my relationship and family too and like you know some people might say those things are totally at odds with one another you can't be both what would you say to that actually you can mm-hmm. yeah and uh people have and people do um Right. And, you know, this generation, people are, are role, there's a lot of role switching and, and that's okay. Like there are stay at home dads and like more power to you. Like that's wonderful. And a lot more people, women, especially, um, had strong career forward, like doing absolutely everything to like get to the top of where they need to be. And those things can happen, but they don't have to be like mutually exclusive. Like you can still get to the top and grind and, and have this balance. Um, does it, will it take some finessing to figure it out? Absolutely. But I personally know that it's possible because in my family, all the females are physicians mm-hmm. and they're mothers. 
And they were, they've had children much younger. Like my cousins were all 26 when they had their first kid. Yeah. Less yeah. in the middle of residency or finishing up. Their spouses are also in medicine. So they're in residency. So now you're bringing a kid to the world and juggling hundred hour work weeks yeah. and whatnot. So they, I'm speaking from like personal, like knowing these people on a personal level that, that I know it's possible. And that's what kind of inspires me that I'm capable of doing it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they all have their own, they have their own practices. They work, you know, they work their hours, which is the beauty of medicine too. And yeah, it's how you want it. But that's the luxury of, of working so hard and getting to be where we're at is like we worked hard so we could fine tune it and make it the life we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I do think you can work three days a week and still make the soccer practices and the weekend things and all of that. And that's part of why I did rheumatology too, is I knew I was able to have that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's really important to hear that message, like in our capitalist American yeah. society, like you need to have a work-life balance. Otherwise, like, what is it all for? I just, I like to take on those traditional roles. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that culture, like that's just a yes. personal thing for me. It's not for everyone, but that's the way I knew I could garner in doing it is to be able to, to, balance out how much time I allocate. And why did I go to med school and do all of this to like, what? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, absolutely not. Totally. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking through some of these questions. I just have to yeah. read this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, what are people I know. Oh my God. This is just the statement. Why a queen like her put up with a child like Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Blessings to you. Oh my gosh. Okay, so a lot of them are stuff we've already covered. Like, are you guys together? Oh, what made her decide to go to medical school? Oh, oh okay. Um, so I actually went on a mission trip with my dad in the first, like after your first semester of college mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. went to Honduras. And at that time, I went in with the intention of doing mass communications, like broadcast journalism, because that's what I grew up doing. Oh. So I didn't know I wanted to do medicine. Like no one forced it on me. Like even though I was surrounded mm-hmm. by it, it was never implied or assumed that that's what I would be doing. So I went on this mission trip and I just like loved, I loved everything about it. That was like my first like hands on experience of like being able to help like my dad take care of people and whatnot. Um, and I just have, I have a science brain. I'm not very business or like financial savvy, meaning I don't crunch numbers. I don't like computers. So there was things I just knew were off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but but science and, and medicine weren't totally off the table. But that was my first experience. And I just like watching my dad be very hands-on, seeing these people so, ever so grateful. Um, and then also a little bit of like boss mentality is like, I just wanted to be at the top of like that, that respective field then. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, I could be like a nurse and a PA and still help hundreds of people mm-hmm. and, and do great things. But then also like watching my family, everyone's a physician. And I just knew if I was going to do it, I wanted to go all the way. Yeah. So um, it was that experience. And then and then knowing, you know, a lot of other stuff like career stability and yeah. being able to help people. I have that like nurturing part of just in my DNA, but yeah, that of it too. So I ended up majoring in biomedical sciences mm. and then getting a triple minor. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I still ended up doing the mass communications thing. It's just minor. Yeah. Okay. And so like, yeah, I think, and I heard you say earlier, like with your expectations for Brian's career, it wasn't like be a doctor, but there was like, 
kind of like a moral piece around like wanting to help people and like do good in the world. Yeah, do good in the world, do good, like do good for people you know, like that you can, you know, if we're, if we're just like making one person's day or like benefiting someone in one way um, to some small degree, then I think that that's a great thing. Yeah. But having like, I, that's the family I come from. Like, that's just what it's been about. Like we're very education forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my dad never let me have a job because he's like, no, your job is to study. So you can go on and and do bigger things. But I've always been that type of girl also that I'm like, I always like look back and we're parents, our parents are immigrants. So it's like, they came here and they struggled and they sacrificed for what? Like for our lives, like to give us a better life. Yeah, so it's like we're doing a disservice if we're not fulfilling our full potential. So that's what I meant with Brian. I was like, I want you to fulfill your fullest potential and like be the best yeah. in what you want, you know, what you want to make out of this or what you want to do with this career. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you can't help someone that doesn't really want to help themselves. Like I don't, you know, yeah, I can sit here and say all that every right. single day, but it's like being a dead horse. Like at what point yeah. are you going to pick yourself up? Yeah. And I think that's just like a life lesson for listeners and viewers of the show, listeners of this podcast is like, like you said, you can't bring a horse to water. It's they've got to want to do it. Yeah. The cheerleader needs Absolutely. to be in their brain. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Mm-hmm. When I love is, when you go first. I know it's gonna be good. So just, when, it, when is Dr. Monica coming to Scottsdale? What? <laughs> Someone wants to meet you. Clearly. Okay. Um, let's Actually, see. I've been to go to Scottsdale, so yeah. So maybe it'll happen. I'll make it. Yeah, I'll make it out there. Um. Someone's like, I have a doctor question. What do you think of fibromyalgia? <laughs> no, I can be here all day. Um, I treat it. It's a real, it's a real thing. It's, you know, people think it's fake. I think it's, I, it's for real. It does. Um, but I could be here all day thinking, you know. Yeah, because you're a rheumatologist you and you deal with that stuff all day. To- so it's, a, it's not an autoimmune disorder you, what fibromyalgia is right mm-hmm. yeah it's not an autoimmune disorder meaning it has nothing to do with the immune system it's really just the perception of pain has changed in okay. the person so their threshold for pain is much lower mm. and they're almost like sensitized differently and that could be from a life event a traumatic experience a surgery or it could just be from it could just happen um but usually it's primarily in females um like 30s to 50s is the usual spectrum um but people always are like what's you know how do you diagnose it but it's you just diagnose it based off like physical exam and and symptoms like I don't have a blood test for it necessarily um and then a lot of people are like oh it's fake it's not real like it, it is because I've, I've seen people unfortunately suffer from it and it's like life changing because you're chronically in pain like you hurt everywhere like you feel like you got punched all over your body and oh my you're god tired, you're tired all the time and you don't sleep well and mental fog and depression and all of that they all mm-hmm. tie into this whole spectrum with fibromyalgia um but I get a lot of it's like the chest pain for like you know cardiologists or like abdominal pain for like the stomach doctors it's like the one thing that we sometimes cringe that we have to take care of because like you can't you try so hard but you can't ever like completely yeah you know so it's like you try a million things and and it gets frustrating for the patient because they're like impatient about the whole process but they just um, want a quick fix mm, or something yeah everyone just wants to know that i'm like that's not you know lifestyle like change your diet what you're doing like start there yeah totally um let's see i have a question actually yeah 
Yeah. How, um, you know, your you said your parents are both immigrants. Yeah. And so, and did they do medicine in India? So my dad, yeah, my dad's a physician and he did his med school in India and then he did his residency in Philly, which is why he moved here. Okay. So they were in the Northeast for a little bit. My mom was working three jobs uh-huh. um, and she lived in Jersey and he lived in Philly and he was working like hundred wow. plus hours a week in a, like a one bedroom with like three people, yeah. you know, he was living with her brother in Jersey and has what? Has Eastern medicine um, been in your household at all? And if so, have you incorporated it into your studies or what you practice? Yeah, so it is. It's just my mom, you know, it's just the mom thing, the Ayurvedic stuff Uh and and drinking the turmeric and ginger. And and there's always, you know, using those as, as staples in diet and everything. So, yeah, I definitely grew up with it. Now, it's placed in like my realm of rheumatology They've done studies on it, mm-hmm. and there are definitely some benefits to some of these supplements and vitamins, but that's not the cure or the right. fix, or that's not what's going to treat what's going on. So I always say incorporate those types of foods to my patients, like incorporate anti-inflammatory foods, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, turmeric or ginger, what, however you like it, incorporate into the foods you eat. But that's not what's going to prevent, you know, your joints from being mm-hmm. any less or more deformed or inflamed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my mom's on, like, I'm treating my mom, like my mom's on therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and but she still does all her other stuff. And for her, whether it's placebo or it's working, that's yeah. just but she's like, I feel so much better when I do this tea and do that. And I'm like, Okay, that's yeah. fine. Like, it's not gonna hurt you. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. So I always try to have those conversations with my patients and, and allow them to incorporate it how they want. But just laying down the knowledge that it's not going to be the fix. Yes. Yeah. Like it's just one of the many things we mm-hmm. have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The holistic kind of. Yeah. Approach. And I'm about it. I definitely am not a pill pusher, but there comes a time and a place when that's what's going to prevent yeah. this from continuing. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I was like looking at the questions and I missed it. Did your parents meet in India or did they meet in America? They met in India. They, oh, got, okay. Okay. they met. They were like the traditional arranged marriage yeah. like, each other for a week that's what my mom was saying now she's like your problem with your generation is you guys spend too much time finding what's wrong with the person like, <laughs> i know instead like, of I'm learning to live with it, it yeah. out, you know yeah it's so true it's like my mom is always like if i had actually known what i was getting into like this would not have happened <laughs> yeah, she's like, all, you, all you guys do is just like you live together and then you find problems out and you don't work through anything no it's just true i definitely think that we're this generation's more like oh how can I get out or like mm-hmm. what's the quickest out instead of like what's the solution because yes. that takes so much more work and no one wants to do that relationships are so hard yeah. such hard work it, it, like it, and, and, and people saying you shouldn't it's not a relationship if it's if it feels like work and it's not bad it's just it takes effort yes mm-hmm. two people trying to like incorporate their lives and like be in union and be in cahoots with each other and just make it flow like that in itself is a tough it's tough like no matter who it is or where it is yeah I have a question yeah are um (laughs) you don't have to say names but after um like your episodes air did men with blue checks next to their name flood into your DM (laughs) oh that is a great question I have had a few blue checks in there. Ooh. I'm dying to know, but I'm not going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I 
Was there something juicy to, to share at the moment? But there's not. Um, that, uh, will, that's that's what I will. Tell do you, you think we know okay. any of them? Well, if they have uh, a blue check. Well, yeah, some people like YouTube people. I don't know. Okay, one question: Were any of them Indian or brown? Ooh. Um. Yeah, like mixed. Okay. Interesting. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, someone asked, and I know you haven't seen the whole season, but given that you're friends with Monica and like adjacent, yeah. it's sort of hard to miss. Someone was like, what do you think of the drama between Anisha and Monica? Um, I got a little, a little glimpse of it. I just, I think it's, I think it's petty and it's, mm. I, I don't engage in, like we're grown women yeah. now, like finding reasons to like, not like like each other or tear people down and just don't I don't think that that's getting anywhere like I don't know how it's benefiting anybody mm-hmm. um I don't personally know like the ins and outs of like why they have problems with each other yeah just in general like how people are talked to and talked down to and and attacked for whatever reasons I just don't think that that is I don't I don't know the purpose of mm-hmm. it at at the ages of 30 plus yeah. like what are we getting out of it like what is the point of it like yeah you, okay you're not friends like you don't have to keep like doing yeah. this whole totally thing. like just don't be friends mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> don't, be, don't, be, like, don't waste energy being fake yeah, yeah. you know like if you just don't don't say anything yeah um who so meeting the cast and filming with them and stuff like who was someone that kind of you're like oh I really like this person and I didn't know them before like anyone that stood out to you in that way um I'm right I love yeah yes I because we would be planning all this stuff on the side like we had never met but we'd be like Instagram like friends Mm -hmm. and when Brian and I were living together he'd like FaceTime them or whatever oh yeah so then we'd constantly be like oh can't wait to meet can't wait to meet um and the first time I met him was at Brian's birthday. Oh, okay. Um, but then like he's just he's such a good soul and a good person and he's kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw him when I was in Chicago and we hung out. And oh, good. Him and Nicholas and all of them. So oh. they're they're good people. Totally. I I, ex- I I vibe with people have like good energy and positive energy yeah. and like don't kind of engage in all the other fluff and shit going on. So Amrit seems so like evolved to me. Yeah, like just that's a good way of it's putting like it. intellectual. Like you can have like an intellectual conversation with this human. Like you yeah, can actually, yeah. Like talk about something much more deeper, and it's, mm-hmm. that's what I really vibe with. Yeah, and he has a really cute dog. Yes. Yeah, always the best. Um, one other question uh, from people was, "Do you regret being on the show?" Ooh, no, good. no, I have no regrets at all. Um, it, you know, it was a part of my life, and and we, I had to be kind of talked into doing yeah. it a little bit because I didn't think I necessarily wanted to even do it. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know what, this is a part like of our lives, and I'm a part of your life, and this is just what it is for us mm-hmm. right now. And I'm like open to it I'm like if it's about me and you or me and your family I'm okay like yeah. I don't like I don't necessarily like don't expect me to flip a table or something yes. you know like, <laughs> no drinks throwing here no hoops are coming off so um but no I, and I went in with kind of open arms in that in that sense and we talked about you know just working through it together and how that would be it would be there would be some obstacles with all this like production and people getting in your head and I was always like worried I was like what if they make you do something you don't want to do you know Mm -hmm. the the scenario point in my head was like what if we didn't tell anybody about us like what if you didn't tell the producers I existed and like I didn't want to be a part of it 
Yeah. And then they would just pimp you out to yeah, be the single exactly. guy again. Like you'd be doing, and I'd look like a fucking idiot yeah. on the side. Like, yeah. So I was like, I don't want, and I know that they're capable of doing anything because it's television. <laughs> yeah. Like what will bring in more numbers? Yeah. So I just didn't for that reason um, and so many more, but I don't regret it at all. And I don't regret anything I said. Um, I just, it's just unfortunate that it just is the way it is right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you've been getting more support yeah, me too. than hate yeah. because we definitely support you. Uh, oh, I appreciate 100%. that. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was just, it was nice to, as I said at the start, like, it's just nice to have a different perspective on the show. And yeah. and it's been so, like, illuminating to talk with you mm-hmm. today. I feel yeah. like... <laughs> It's like, I hope that our listeners are appreciative of kind of getting a little bit more information about what was going on f- because yeah. you were featured quite a bit yeah. this season. And so you know. I have to make, a, make a day out of it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, just Totally. What can you tell us about like where you're at now? Like how, you know, you just took your boards. Mm-hmm. Like, what's in your future? Are you seeing anyone? What's up with that? No, I'm not seeing anyone, but I am single and I'm just open to whatever comes my way. So if there is a, a right person and at a right time that and things just are our paths cross and it's, you know, it happens, then I'm totally open to receiving now. I think in a, initially I was just very focused on myself and getting through the boards and, and, doing a lot of healing and working on myself. And I think I do that every day now, but I feel like I'm in a much better place um, where I am capable of like giving love again and and open to receiving it. Yeah. Um, So I'm, you know, I'm focused on that. Spending time with my friends and family, hopefully traveling soon. Um, So all good things. Um, I think (laughs) I'm bringing it back to F boy Island. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who you say you've dealt with a lot of F boys, I think they should cast you on the oh next season goodness. as one of I don't the know women. I'm a judge of character, because clearly I <laughs> my fuck boy radar needs to be like tuned up a little bit. I don't know if I necessarily was gonna walk out of there unscathed. Well, I I don't know. I'm gonna put your name in the hat. I'm gonna put it out in the universe because I think I just think you'd be perfect. This, <laughs> these are all the things that are like going through my head as I'm watching what can this I show. Do <laughs> Where can I potentially meet the next guy? Totally. I love the Mandy on your hands. Did you go to a wedding? I just, yeah, I was just at a wedding over the weekend. It looks Um, beautiful. It was my first like post COVID or, you know, post intense COVID wedding. Um, And the last one was my brother's. So this was amazing. Exciting to like dust off the Indian clothes again. Yeah, yeah. totally. Beer on people. And I love everyone now. It's kind of funny. Like you go to the weddings and you haven't seen friends for like, 10 years, mm-hmm. like just because of college and you moved away. Mm-hmm. And then they come up to you and they're like, oh, can I take a picture with you? Because people don't believe that we're friends. <gasps> and I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, I, I guess it's a backhand way of like asking for a photo. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, because, but I know you, like, this is weird. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. So that is that, weird. That's been, that's been the most interesting part of this. Yeah. Whole thing. Like, people know, but they sometimes don't even want to say yes. that mm. they know that they've seen you on the show or whatever and so that's just their way of like i don't know inserting themselves and 
getting yeah. a phone or whatever you want to call it. it. It'd be better if they were just like, hey, I saw you on yeah. Family Karma. So cool. Yeah, I'm just like, I know what you're trying to say here, but you're not saying it. So I'm not going to like bring it up. But yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you <laughs> have to take a photo. Like, okay. Do patients yeah. ever ask you to take a photo? Um, Only one so far. Okay. Has, actually, but she was like one of my younger oh, patients. Okay. And, she, and like, I love her and, she, you know, but uh, the rest of the demographic, they're like, Caucasian in like their 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. So. yeah. I don't think that they're watching. They're not watching the television. Show. I don't know if they even have television. Yeah. On yeah. So, they're, not, they're not watching Bravo. I think, I think they're stopping at like ABC or the news yeah. or something. Totally. Totally. Yeah, that's where it's stopping there. Well, Monica, this was yes, so lovely. Thank you like, so much for taking your time and spending absolutely. it with us. I had a no, feeling I was going to like you, and yes. I do. <laughs> yeah, on side. Yay. No, thank you, guys. I really, I was excited to finally get to meet you all. Yes. I know we've been, we've been Instagram friends back and forth for a little while now. Yes. And if you're ever in Colorado, hit yes, us up. Oh, actually, I've been wanting to come out. I want to do Red Rocks. Are you near yeah, that? Oh, yes. Yep. Deanna and I love to go. Yes. to see Kygo at Red Rocks. Yep. Oh. I'm getting super, super specific. But I'll do Red Rocks any day. I just, if yeah, Kygo's Red there, Rocks maybe, is a dream. That's the place to be yeah. because it's all outdoors. all outdoors. So it's like people do still feel safe yeah. out there right now. And yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. We'll take you to Red yeah. Rocks. We'll hang. Go It'll be great. Yes. We're always about that. Thank you so Thank much you. for talking with us today. Absolutely. And uh, we'll have to have you on again yes. sometime. Yes. If I if I make it to Fuck Four Island, you guys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be great. Like that'll just be like the night. The night. It seemed like the next logical yes, step. Oh my god! Like honestly, Monica, you would seriously be perfect for it. So <laughs> uh, if anyone's listening at HBO Land, you, you've got your girl. <laughs> yeah, there's a. There, you know, never say never. Anything never say happen. never. Totally. Totally. Yep. <laughs> Anything can happen. Yeah. All right. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you so thank much. You Have a great day. Bye.